Hi, I'm Dr. Lisa Dunn, and thanks for joining me here today on The Communication Architect. Each week, we'll share content that will empower you to grow your personal leadership capacity through the development of communication competencies that build emotional health and relational resilience. We'll unpack some practical applications of interpersonal, intrapersonal, family, and organizational communication. And we'll connect with stories of transformation that will inspire you to achieve personal and social change. Now, let's build the scaffolding you need to become a communication architect. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's show. I'm Dr. Lisa Dunn, and I am so excited about our content today. If you're new to the show, we're in a season where we're unpacking American education. Be sure to scroll back on my podcast for some tips on breaking free from the system, getting started on the parent-directed journey, interviews with new and lifelong homeschoolers, and a whole ton of research that I hope will equip and inspire you for the road ahead. We've been talking about the 12 toxic traits of the public school environment and how parents can break free of this ungodly system. As John Taylor Gatto said, government monopoly schools are structurally unreformable. Parents, we don't need to mend them. We need to end them. You can break free and we can help. Today, we're interviewing homeschool mom, Jessica Lopez, who's been homeschooling for several years and we're so excited to unpack her story. I know our listeners will find her journey very inspiring and the fruit of her harvest certainly inspiring as well. And on the call, we also have the amazing Corey DiMatteo. If you've been following the show for a while, you know she's been part of our standout interviews and just has such a tremendous vision for the next generation. So Jessica, first of all, welcome to the show. Corey, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you. Jessica, why don't you tell us a little bit about your homeschooling journey? What inspired you to start homeschooling? To be quite frankly and honest, (laughs) at the beginning, I was very intimidated about homeschooling. Like I um, had a friend who was already homeschooling her kids. I think she was already like into the fourth or fifth year. And, you know, she just kept talking about homeschooling and homeschooling. And I was like, oh, I don't think I'm capable. Like, I don't think I will be able to. Anyway, so as just time passed and Anissa, my firstborn, she was getting closer to, um, you know, to be registered for kindergarten. I think I just had like a moment with God where God like basically made it very clear for me that this was the path that I should take. Um, Again, feeling very intimidated, not capable enough. I said, okay, God, like, let's go, let's go for it. And so that's how our journey began with homeschooling. So um, this is our seventh year into homeschooling and it's been such a blessing but um to rewind a little bit the reasons why i decided to like say yes is because the more i learned about what homeschooling was really about i began to learn that you know i'm gonna have an individualized and personalized education for my daughter um you know, according to her personality and her learning style. And, you know, she's not going to be stuck with a group of 20 plus kids and trying to, you know, learn at the same pace as others. Like this is just going to be very beneficial. And um, and then, of course, my heart 
from the get-go was to incorporate biblical teachings and our family uh, values. So that was exciting. And, um, and of course, you know, every, I think every homeschool parent would agree with me that the flexibility is awesome. So just having that flexibility with, you know, with time and schedule and whatnot, um, for me, that was just very like, okay, this, this, this is inspiring. Like I can do it. So I saw a lot of benefits to what homeschooling was truly about. I love hearing all that. And I, I always think, um, there's like people like me who started homeschooling because of COVID. And then I think about the bravery that it took to do it beforehand when the world was just chugging along and nobody was really thinking about that. Yeah. Um, that's why I consider you such a giant and such a friend in the, in the homeschool community, because you made those choices, not out of maybe a little bit of fear, but it wasn't a fear based decision. It was like, this is what is right for us. And I think that's so So inspiring. Good. Good. Yeah. So you've been in this movement for a little while. I'd love to hear like, what's the biggest fruit that you feel like you've seen come out of your kids or that's impacted your family dynamic that maybe wouldn't have been there had you not chosen to homeschool? Well, obviously like family bond, you know, just building very strong and close relationships with your children. Like, um, of course, like my kids never went to public school, but just being able to like experience, you know, having my children and being able to engage with them in the sense of like every aspect, you know, and just, you know, building those strong and um, beautiful relationships with them. And I think the other thing too is, um, you know, there's obviously constant change um, and we're always changing for the better. So always trying to make improvements where needed. So I think um, in the past, you know, seven years, day one of homeschooling obviously doesn't look the same as where we're at now. Like there's been growth, there's been new ideas, there's been improvement. So um, having that has just been very awesome to always just want to be better and, you know, improving as we walk along this homeschooling journey. I love that, Jessica. And I I totally agree with you having never had my kids in a public school classroom. I didn't have a lot to compare to until I saw the fruit of the world. Then, of course, you have that tragic fruit to compare to. But but to be able to monitor and adjust every year, which is a term we use in education, we talk about monitoring, adjusting. We talk about individualized education. But of course, you have a classroom of 30 kids. You're not individualizing anything. You're teaching to the middle and the 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 brightest and the, the slowest students get left behind on either side of the spectrum. So but one of the biggest obstacles are new homeschoolers who, you know, if you've been following the show, I'm calling our reluctant homeschoolers. Many of our reluctant homeschoolers who came in because they saw the world system was broken. They were forced to do things they didn't believe. And so they stepped out of the system. Thank God. We're so thankful and so mm-hmm. proud of them. But they had a different modality and a different reason for stepping in. Somebody like you, like me, we had the vision for what we wanted to do. And so they don't always have that long term vision. And some right. of the biggest challenges they face are just, the dailiness, like how do they mm-hmm. organize their day? So I'd love for you to talk us through how you organize your day, your your routine. Corey shared a lot about her beautiful relational reset on the show and the, the tea time hour and how that just broke mm, off so much yeah. in her family. Okay, so a typical day, which is kind of funny because for us, I would say that not every day looks the same. <laughs> Um, you know, and that's, again, the beauty of homeschooling, you get to change things up. But um, we obviously do have um, 
like a checklist for my older two girls where they, um, you know, they just check off the things that we get done or that need to get done for the day. Um, we basically like always, always start our day with um, having breakfast together, of course. We um, start with our Bible curriculum, um, our devotional Bible prayer time. Uh, after that, we get into like our it would either be like a social studies or science thing because with that curriculum i chose a curriculum that worked for multi um, levels or multi grades and that's like something that we that we can all do together so um after you know when we're done with our group stuff they separate um into like you know to get their individual stuff done their independence done um independent stuff done and I have a five-year-old, so sometimes that can be a little challenging. The group stuff, we try, or I try to like have him do a lot of hands-on stuff while I'm either reading or, you know, we're learning whatever we have to learn for the day. Um, so he'll be like part of the group. Um, and then as the older girls, you know, they go off and do their independent stuff, then I can dedicate my individual time with Adriel, with my five-year-old. So, um, you know, once they're done, let's say with math after that, or um, whatever workbook that needs to get done for the day, then we kind of regroup, have, you know, a snack together, um, something I like to call worship time slash like brain break. Mm. <laughs> So we'll either like turn on worship music, we'll worship together, we'll um, go outside, like just do some brain, you know, free stuff where we're just like playing or whatever. So um, after that, we come back and try to finish whatever didn't get done. And um, the girls always end their school day, I guess we can say, with um, their piano homework and um and then again when we're done with that we either regroup again to get chores done um have lunch together so i mean like i said not every day looks the same but because i'm a little bit on the you know structured type a personality like we try to always you know stick to to a schedule to obviously make things flow too so phenomenal, Jessica. Um, so I think we could all agree that homeschooling is perceived to be something that it's not. Um, you know, you even mm -hmm. whether you're in the in the movement or outside of the movement, there's like all these things that people think that it's like nine to five. They think that it's all consuming. They think it's too hard. They think it. How could your kids possibly enjoy being together all day? You have all these things swirling around you, and I'm sure you had some of those things in your <laughs> mind before you started. But I would love for you to just touch on maybe like, what do you feel like is the biggest myth that you believed about homeschooling before you started? And then how mm -hmm. that shifted for you? One of my, I guess I can even call it a fear before heading into homeschooling was, oh my gosh, are my kids going to be like antisocial? Mm -hmm. Are they going to be socially awkward? You know, and I, I would even have like family members, like even come up to me too and like kind of drill it even more into my head, you know, like, oh my gosh, they're not going to have friends mm -hmm. and they're going to, you know, be so antisocial. So obviously that's a huge myth and right. a huge lie, right. huge lie, because 
to be quite honest, I think my kids are the most sociable they could ever be. They've always been around um, young kids, kids their age, older kids, adults, I mean, elderly people, you name it. They've always been around and they are easily and quick to like just have a conversation no matter the age. So I think obviously being um, part of a homeschooling community where we actually get to go out and do stuff and engage with society is a huge plus. And of course, the whole antisocial, socially awkward, total myth and lie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's That was one of the early myths of homeschooling that um, really have been disproved. But so many parents still keep coming back thinking that somehow kids are going to be, you know, when we ask the question about socialization. What we're asking about is the culture that you're in. Are you going to become like that culture? So if you're in a group of mm-hmm. six-year-olds every day, all day, that's yeah. your ceiling of maturity right there. <laughs> that's right. your ceiling of vocabulary skills. That's your skill, ceiling of academic prowess. You know, all we are shaped by the culture that we spend time with. And so, you know, mm-hmm. even as adults, the people, the five people that we spend the most time with, we we emulate their characteristics, their habits. That's why King Solomon said we are should we should be cautious in our friendships. We should be and parents should be aware of the fact that if children are spending all of their social time in a classroom setting with other immature children, you know, as Naborn Matei said, that's not how the how the young grow up to be respectable, responsible citizens by being around mm-hmm. children. They need the company of adults, of mentors who can, you know, sharpen them and, and help them to grow into mature citizens. And so I love that. I love. Um, and, and of course, it does. It takes sacrifice. It's not like it, it right. just is magically, you know, we just sprinkle on the word homeschool and everything comes together. But parents right. don't um, often, you know, we have to count the cost, but parents often don't um, just don't think that they have the capacity. Uh, what were some of the things that in terms of your sacrifices that you had to make? I mean, I know for me, I was in grad school homeschooling, you know, parents tell me, oh, I can't do it in work. Yes, you can. You know, homeschooling doesn't <laughs> yeah. take eight hours a day. You can still you know, it's, and Corey and I talk about this a lot. We talked about this <clears throat> offline and on the show, but it's about getting that order right in your home. That yes. most parents, what happens is they pour everything into stuff outside the home that has no eternal value. It's all temporal. And then they come to me when their kids are 18 and say, what can you do? Well, sadly, there's very little I can do because you have not prioritized your home. Mm-hmm. Titus tells us, right? Our kids really are our resume. So if the people that we poured, we had the opportunity to pour everything into, you know, if their lives are, you know, completely messed up, you know, we have our focus in the wrong place. So what are some of the things, Jessica, that you had to sacrifice? You had to give up. You had to, maybe some things that you had to say no to some good things in order to get to the great right. thing, homeschooling. I mean, I can t- think of two things like off the top of my head. And um, the first one would be giving up the eye. <laughs> or my eye, um, in the sense of, um, like, again, I said earlier, I kind of tend to lean on the type A, like Mm -hmm. things need to go this way, you know, and things are going to get done this way. Like, I think God has worked through me in the past, you know, few years with that of just giving up my eye, because when it comes to homeschooling, it's, it's everybody, you know, and, um, So that has been like a huge thing that 
I've, I had to learn, um, you know, to sacrifice. The other thing that I had to sacrifice was, um, and it's not going to be the same for everybody, but quitting my job. Um, so I was a social worker before I started having kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, when I had Anissa, you know, and she was at that age of uh, going into kindergarten, I, at that time, I already had my second child, Amaris. And in my heart, I just remember like praying and crying out to God, like, I don't want to work. Like, I want to be home with my children. I want to raise my children. I want to teach my children. Like, even though they were in good hands with family and my mom and cousins and whatnot, it, you know, it, they're my children. Right, right. <laughs> but um, so I remember the day I quit my job and it just felt great. Like, mm-hmm. it felt so good. But... Then came, uh, you know, obviously financial reasons. I had to try to seek a job where I could do at home. And thankfully, I was presented with a job that I was able to do from home. And um, I remember working like four to six hours a day and still homeschooling. And at the end of the day, I was just exhausted. Like, this is a lot, a lot. And as the years went by, um, you know, I had my third child and I was still working, but I was able to do my own hours. So I cut them down to like four hours, you know, four hours a day, three hours a day. And not going to lie, last year, um, again, I came to God and I said, God, you know, I'm still working, even if it's two hours a day. Like I was trying to make things work when I didn't let God do the work. Like I was always at the back of the burner, like thinking, oh, I need to get that file done. Well, I was trying to homeschool my kids. So I was never like really fully present, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Like, you know, mentally, I was just exhausted and not fully present for my kids. So, you know, fast forward, God, again, like just opened the doors wide open for me to be able to quit my job. And it's been, um, I want to say almost a year where I am not working and I'm just fully, like fully dedicated to be fully present with my kids, homeschooling them. And, you know, we're just doing so many fun things that we were, I guess you can say, not you know, didn't have the privilege to do before. I love that. I I think that that's um, one thing, just being so dependent on God to open doors is just such a powerful thing. We've seen that testimony come out with, you know, dozens of families where Mm -hmm. there was just, it didn't seem like there was going to be a way and God made a way. So I love that of your testimony. Um, As we're wrapping up here, I had the joy of even getting to meet you at our Awaken Academy, our amazing hybrid um, homeschool co-op that we get to come together and not be people in our homes in our pajamas. We actually put clothes (laughs) on once a week, believe it or not. (laughs) Um, So I would love for you to just share what is it that you enjoy about um, having a co-op with our Awaken Academy model? Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, we love Awaken Academy. Like we really do. I think that was another um, blessing and door that was open to us. Um, So this is our second semester with the Awaken Academy and the girls take elective classes there. And to be honest, like I just love, love that you guys, you know, that the Academy partners with parents on their homeschooling journey and offers these core and elective fun and engaging classes. Um, 
and most importantly, you know, teach through a biblical worldview, which is amazing and so important for, for, you know, us Christian families. Um, I am truly, truly blessed, um, you know, with just the way that the teachers have embraced my children, have taught my children. Um, you know, it's obviously not only about academics, but it's about their growth, their spiritual growth, their journey, their walk with God. And it's so beautiful to be able to be part of this homeschooling community alongside with, you know, nurturing the kids' talents, their strengths and interests. So it's just, it's been amazing. Like we, we love the Awaken Academy. We love it. Phenomenal. Jessica, thank you so much for being on the show today. Families, if you'd like to learn more about the Awaken Academy model, visit us at awakenacademysd.com and for our college model, cvcu.us. That's Chula Vista Christian University. And if you're a pastor in San Diego County, please DM me for help on getting your church active in the homeschool support room. If we all work together as parents, teachers, and local churches, we can shift the trajectory for the next generation. Again, I'm Dr. Lisa Dunn, and thanks for joining me on today's show. I'll be back next week with more of our toxic trait analysis and what you can do to break free of the system. See you then. Thanks again for joining us here on The Communication Architect. If you have questions about today's episode, or if there are topics you'd like to see us address, send your comments via Instagram to at Dr. Lisa Dunn or via email to contact at drlisadunn.com. That's D-R-L-I-S-A-D-U-N-N-E.com. And remember, strategic communication will help you build greater emotional health and relational resilience. So don't miss the next episode. I'm Dr. Lisa Dunn, and I look forward to talking with you next time right here on The Communication Architect.